Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. You at the arena, Trey? You going I'm to not, the game? No, okay. I'm not at the arena. Yeah. I'm just curious because uh, I am looking out my window. I told Randy earlier that it's accumulating on the yards, on the lawns. It's now accumulating on the streets, too. Now, I yeah. saw a vehicle drive by, and you you know it, it immediately clears. There's no problem driving. But um, those going to the game need to be a little cautious. Yep, just be careful. Absolutely. Yeah. Trey, I, I know as much as we have talked about, fussed about, the transfer portal, all these NIL deals. i got to tell you, after the NIL period ended, I mean the uh, transfer portal window ended the other day on the 18th, is it that, I mean, you went from like a dog trying to catch his tail to what are you doing now? Because... <laughs> I mean, it's it's, all, it's boring all of a sudden, is it not? <laughs> well, there, there was a coaching boring. hire today. That's yeah. something. Well, now tell yeah. us about this guy. He's a, he's a young guy. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of the credentials some of these guys have. Can, tell us what you know about him. Yeah. So he was uh, he was in quality control with cornerbacks at Florida last year. Before that, for two years, he was the defensive coordinator at McNeese State. Uh, younger guys, you mentioned, a 2011 graduate at Southern Miss where he played cornerback, was on uh, actually a really good defense there. He was the uh, cornerback's coach at UT San Antonio before that. And some of the things that jump out, I guess, uh, as far as his coaching background, um, McNeese State had uh, top or had the top defense in the Southland Conference when he was there. Uh, when he was at UT San Antonio, a part of that staff, they had a top ten defense overall. So they produced pretty well. Uh, I I know somebody who works at Florida, and he hit me up and said, "Wow, you guys really made a great move." That's what he told me. You guys made a really great really? move, uh, yeah. getting a good one there. He's from New Orleans, so. And obviously he was, uh, you know, coaching at McNeese State. So he's got a lot of background in Louisiana, which I think is a, I've always said is a state that Arkansas under recruits, no matter how much they recruit in there. Um, But he's got a lot of background there, obviously. Um, He's been in Florida. We know Arkansas wants to make a bigger push in that state uh, with their recent hire, Marcus Woodson. So there's another guy that has some background there, and he played at Southern Miss, so he's got some familiarity in, in a neighboring state also. Um, so it is interesting that, you know, it, it's you've got some continuity now with Deke Adams returning on the defensive line after, uh, it's, I guess it was five or six years in a row they had a, a new defensive line coach, and people wonder why, you know, they, they can't get anybody on the defensive line and have to hit the transfer portal all the time. Um, at cornerbacks, this is their third cornerbacks coach. He'll be their third cornerbacks coach in three years. Um, Dominic Bowman, from what we're told, was you know encouraged to look for other employment. Same deal with Sam Carter before that. So um, hopefully they'll they'll settle on a guy that they really like here, like they did with Deke. So that's it. 
Yep, that's all ten. That's all it. Ten assistants. Yeah, I hope. After what you just said, I hope your Florida friend's right, and this guy can yeah. last a while, not just be gone after a year. Yeah, yeah. He he works for the university there in football, so he knows. Uh, he's been around him a lot, so he was he was real excited for him and um, feels really highly about him. Trey was this past weekend uh, with. I mean, the, the prospect list was outstanding. Uh, I'm not sure there was any names that, uh, especially in-state, that you can say was left off that list that we know is highly regarded even uh, beyond the class of, uh, obviously, 2023. But uh, is that a reflection, or is that is that too early? Is this all the labor that's been done before all the transition is taking over on the coaching staff. In other words, I'm trying to – we've been told these guys are outstanding recruiters, outstanding mm-hmm. recruiters. Uh, I can't believe they've been on the job long enough, though, to have made sure that that haul uh, was in place this past weekend at Fayetteville. Yeah, well, there was a lot question? of – Yeah, a lot of Arkansas flavor. I, I think you're, you're probably right on that. Um, I mean, there were some guys from – from elsewhere, some guys that had some connection to some current Arkansas players. Um, I don't recall a heavy, uh, a lot of Florida guys. And that's a lot of times what you see with prospect days and, and things like that because they have to pay their own dime. So you see a lot of Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, a lot of guys from those uh, areas. Um, I know there was one guy from Alabama that's a pretty big, big-time guy, but most of the guys coming in were, were from those those states. Um, what you'd like to do is, you know, for guys that you're reaching a little farther out for this time coming up is for your, you know, to have them on official visits, and you can obviously do that a lot earlier than you used to be able to. So those are guys that you might, you know, if there's somebody in Florida, you might bring them in on your dime versus uh, bringing them in for a prospect day. I was asked this question uh, today, and I, I, I wasn't sure how to answer it, so I'm going to throw the, uh, the question at you. And that is uh, the transfer portal now has windows. However, uh, if you have entered your name into the portal, is there a restriction on a time frame of when you have to sign? Because I do believe, don't you have to sign uh, in this next window to be sure to be eligible uh, to play this fall? I don't know that you have to sign any time in, in a, any window. Okay. I mean, as, as far as I understood on the transfer portal, it's when you can enter the portal. Right. And you can come out of it whenever <laughs> and you so, can sign with someone else whenever right right as long as you sign before your eligibility clock runs out and your clock starts the moment you enroll in college okay i hope i answered my friend's question for him because really it was question to me I, I, again i i know there's this next signing window mm-hmm. that's coming up in february so if if Oh, I'm in the transfer portal, and I haven't signed so, to this point yet. If I miss this next signing window. Well, transfers don't sign national letters of intent. They sign financial aid agreements. So all you're worried about is the 85, is what you're saying. With, with 
with the transfer portal at this point forward to sign someone, all you got to worry about is do I have room underneath the 85? Right, right. Um, they don't sign national letters of intent. They sign financial aid agreement forms, which binds the school to the athlete if the athlete chooses to enroll. Then that means you're getting put on athletic scholarship. The athlete doesn't have to enroll. They can they can be signed to a financial aid agreement form by five different teams if they want to or more. You know, there's no limit. All it is is binding them. So, But usually you just sign with the team that you're going to enroll with. But as we've seen, that's not always the case. But it's not that there's not it's it's not the same type of binding the athlete to the school like a national letter of intent does. And now we're looking at uh, the ten scholarships that are still open by your count. Mm-hmm. The new, I guess you say the new number seventy five. Yeah. But um, in that case, if the twins were were to jump on board from South Florida. Would you combine that with, or would that leave eight, as you mm-hmm. would count it? Because again, we're all about the eighty-five, right? Right. That would that would that would obviously change it to to eight. And there's also the caveat of um, uh, um, county one back. I'm spacing on the quarterback, Cade Fortin. Cade Fortin. Um, Cade Fortin is either going to count against 2022 or 2023. I just don't know. I haven't been able to get clarification on that yet, but he is going on scholarship. It's just when it's going to be applied. So if it counts ahead to 2023, then currently we're at nine scholarships open instead of 10. Which way is best for the program at this point? Well, if you can count him back, then count him back. Count him back, yeah. Right, and from what I've gathered, they had 84 players on scholarship last year. I don't know if they applied that. I asked Sam Pittman at the bowl game, because Pittman doesn't do this big ceremony and surprise, and let's put it on social media, about this walk-on got a scholarship. You know, he (laughs) he just secretly... And then you just have to ask one day, hey, did you ever use anything, that, ever do anything with that scholarship? And they'll be like, yeah, we, we gave it to so-and-so. You know, so that's that's kind of how he does things. But I asked him that at bowl practices, and he couldn't remember at that time. He didn't have it in front of him. So, um, And then I found out later that Cade Fortin from um, Kyle Parkinson at the university, that he would be going on scholarship. And at the time, Sam Pittman was at the – AFCA, the coaches' conference, uh, along with all the other coaches, and wasn't able to get that information. So I should be able to get that pretty soon, though. Okay. All right, from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback, Michael says, for Trey, Jabray Shaw uh, from Mills. That's a big get. Very underrated talent. If you think McAdoo was a splash, wait until – Shaw hits the field. Also, how can LSU come after a defensive end from Bryant over the Hogs? These local guys from successful programs can play. We need to get these kids. Well, I mean, they're going to offer. They're going to offer. I'll, I'll say there hasn't been a lot of guys, you know, inside the state of Arkansas over the years who Arkansas chose not to offer who went on somewhere else and, you know, made a big splash. There have been some. Um, uh, Kenneth Dixon is, is an example. You know, a few years ago, uh, went to Louisiana Tech. 
So there have been some, some, but it is, it is very rare that there's an in-state guy that Arkansas just says, oh, I don't think we're going to offer, and then he goes and blows up somewhere. But Jabray, did he actually uh, commit to anyone? I think he committed to UCA previously, now I think about it. Jabray Shaw, boy, he is a great mm-hmm. defensive back. Uh, I think he had 14 interceptions this year. Really a ball hawk in the uh, in mm-hmm. the secondary. And I guess they're talking about T.J. Lindsey. Is that right? Um, yeah. Michael's talking about T.J. Lindsey from Bryant, who visited LSU this past weekend. Is that correct? I'm not. I'm not sure if he did or not. Okay. Okay. All I saw on Twitter where it was down there. So. Uh, Rick, this is an answer for you from ZD um, concerning those uh, agents, uh, the renowned agents. In fact, we can get Trey's thoughts on mm-hmm. Trey, who, who yeah. would you say is the renowned? We know uh, Boris is with baseball, and, of course, we know the influence of Sexton at the collegiate level. Who's who? NBA, NBA or NFL, who can you think of that uh, – agents that you know their names because they have so many big-time clients yeah i mean i can't think of anybody off the top of my head i mean i if you rattled off some names i'd probably able to say like yeah yeah, yeah i heard that yeah. guy yeah. i don't yeah. know if you rattled um, names if we'd know them yeah i know uh i don't know that he represents a ton of people but um you know jr carroll in arkansas um represents several uh Traylon burks represented ryan mallet uh, Jarius Wright. At one time, I believe Jarius Wright was the highest-paid slot receiver in the NFL. Really? Um, represented. I'm not sure if he did Ragnow. I know he did Travis Swanson. Um, Kobe Hamilton. But he's represented a lot inside the state. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, Chris Turnage is with us on Thursdays. We yeah. know he's got Dre Greenlaw and he's got several players. And who is the guy that you knew? Uh, Randy, that was uh, oh the pitcher that was with the Yankees that got your tickets. Broderick. Yeah, is, is he still an agent? I think he is. I yeah. think he is. Uh, okay, here here was the post by ZD about the. He says, speaking of Rich Paul, he has AD Anthony Davis and mm. Moses Moody. Then he goes on to say he also represents. Draymond Green, John Wall, Ben Simmons, uh, Chris Paul, not Chris Paul, Rich Paul, currently yeah. Adele. I would say he's the biggest in I'd the I'd say NBA. he's got some pretty big names. I would say yeah. he's got some pretty big names, doesn't he? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And they all signed some pretty hefty uh, <laughs> That's right. contracts, too, if I remember. Piggy Small says, question for Trey. Are there any in-state players, class of 2023 or otherwise, that you're surprised they haven't been offered yet by the Hogs? I don't know. You guys are asking me a lot of recruiting questions. This is kind of Danny West <laughs> territory. Right. I'm just like, all right, let me see what Danny's up. written here. Let me find what Dan- <laughs> Let me find Danny's information. <laughs> I mean, man, if I covered recruiting like I cover everything else, I just, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd sleep. <laughs> well, we got to get you back in shape. So, 
Piggy Smalls wants to get you back in shape. Yeah. There you go. That's right. Michael Johnson. I mean, Michael had the one about Jabray Shaw. I, man, I love that kid. He is a baller. And uh, I think it would be a great addition there in Fayetteville. <laughs> okay. I got a second out of that one. I like it. I like it. Coaches uh, still on the road. Oh, we'll talk about recruiting again. Uh, coaches <laughs> on, on the road train. They they made, uh, according to Danny, they offered uh, some, more con- uh, some more scholarships today. Yeah, they can be out on the road until the 29th. Danny's got a new offer tracker um, on the on the site that's, I don't know, it's got a lot of players. <laughs> it's got a lot of players of recent offers. And um, Dan- I was talking with Danny yesterday, and he kind of feels like, so National Signing Day, the, I don't know what we're calling it. I think we're, I don't know if we're calling the early, nas- it doesn't feel like we should call it early National Signing Day in December, if that's when almost everybody signs, feel like we should just call this one the late signing day. So uh, it's actually on February 1st. So it's always the first Wednesday in February and this year uh, that falls on the 1st. Uh, Danny also thinks that there's a good chance that maybe we see some commitments for the future class, for the class of 2024 on that day or on the following day. And that would pretty well fall in line with how coaches like to do things. They like to start the new cycle, even though it's always – it's a never-ending cycle, but the new cycle as far as the 24 class um, with kind of a splash. So I would look for a strong possibility that maybe there's a commitment or two that week after National Signing Day. You know, you never can get technology to, to respond when you want it to respond. We only have a few seconds to get it to respond because we're done. <laughs> Okay. Never mind. Okay. Once I, I'll, I'll figure it out once we get into the break, then it's too late. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. There's TreyBeatyOfHawkSports.com. Brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.